0: Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Hi, Marisa. Hi, Jamie. Ooh, you are... I'm trying to get my energy
1: up. <laughs> You had to be believing that for a second. Yeah, before it was like, hey, <laughs> how are you? We're both pretty low energy because of various illnesses. Yeah,
0: I just got over COVID. My second round of COVID. <laughs> um, yes, everyone in our household, plus our seven-month-old, had it. Um, good thing she did better than both of us. Good. Um, And everyone's on the mend. I just have some lingering fatigue, Um, but we're here to talk about books.
1: Yes. Let's not linger on our ailments (laughs) because I can go on for a while. (laughs) Um, Did I tell you that I started acupuncture? No. I didn't? No, you didn't. So my dad... For, for what reason? For my jaw, for my TMJ. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had one, two Fridays ago, I had an appointment and he like focused on my jaw. And then when I went in on um, this past Friday, I was like, look, I know we started things for my jaw, but I am really struggling with what I believe to be an ulcer or something like that. Is there anything you can do for that? And he's like, okay, all right, yeah. So he put the needles in different places and um like my symptoms have calmed down really? since I went okay. to see him. Um so I don't know it's been interesting. Have um, you
0: done acupuncture in the past or was this I have the first not. time?
1: This was my first time. My dad went to see him for his back, said that he was a changed man and <laughs> so um, when I was complaining about my jaw one day, he was like, well, you need to go see my acupuncturist mm-hmm. and see if he can help you. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll give it a try. And if nothing else, it is the most relaxed 20 minutes of like ever. I swear the first time I had an out of body experience. Really? <laughs> like, I just didn't feel connected to my body anymore. It was so nuts. Was I may mean, need to
0: try your acupuncturist. I've done acupuncture before. Um, I don't know that I got that benefit, but again, I did it. Um, I did it once at a at a real place, but it's not a doctor.
1: Yeah, and he's he's not an MD doctor. Okay, but he went to like four years of school for Eastern medicine. Got it. Okay. So probably the same thing as the one you went to. Yeah,
0: but this was like, um, I don't know how to explain it. You're in this big room and there's like little sections separated by um, like a drape basically. And then there's a TV above you and you lay down and everything is like beautiful and really serene. But there's people next to you.
1: Oh yeah, I have my own room.
0: Yeah, this was a little (laughs) different. And I only did it because they had a special going on because they had just opened at the time. And, um, I was trying to get pregnant and I had read that acupuncture could help with that, but you have to do it over time. Like I only went once and I did it and I was like, this is fine, but then it was too costly for me to continue. And I was like, I don't know that I want to do this. And then unfortunately they called like twice a month until I finally just stopped answering the calls and like put them in my phone like, don't answer
1: that's frustrating yeah
0: but um i've also had it done at the chiropractor's office too whenever i was pregnant um supposedly the chiropractor said that it can help induce labor oh and so at the ends, like when i was
1: it can do so many things yeah like it's the week nuts. before i
0: had her we did like two treatments of it yeah to see i, I don't know that it did anything but he said it could hmm. so what do you know yeah
1: Yeah, I really like it though. And I I bought like a pack of five sessions or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be going back every Friday. Cool. I
0: would love to hear how it goes. We'll have to discuss it on the podcast and see what. um, I'll
1: keep you all updated.
0: (laughs) So I don't know whose turn it is. Well, we did a joint. Uh, That's right. That's right. I think you go first this time. I think I did the last time we did our individual books. I'll go first. Okay.
1: So I'm telling you about The Beach Trap by Allie Brady. Okay. Have you heard of it?
0: I don't know. I can't. I'm feel like I'm picturing some type of cover, but I... Let me pull up the cover for you. Please do.
1: It's just a, some type of cover is what it is. It's just a type of cover. <laughs> there you go.
0: Yes, I've seen that cover before. Okay, so... But I don't know anything about the... the it's pop. like
1: there's... I mean, it's kind of cartoony like all the sure. rom-coms are lately. And it's got like a beach house on it and two women and there's palm trees and clouds and it says the beach trap because that's the name of the book um I know right they put it on the front they do they put the names of the The books on the cover oh Mm -hmm.
0: interesting
1: it's a new thing that they've started doing so you can tell which book you're buying and reading wow yeah I know you no longer have to flip open to the first page to see what the book is so very cool it's very cool yeah I like it (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, so we have Kat and Blake are our two main characters, both female. Mm -hmm. I know Blake can go either way. Um, So they meet at a summer camp, and they are instantly best friends. They talk to each other about everything, especially their parents. They kind of commiserate about their parents. So Kat's parents kind of suck, and like her mom is just frustrating they she comes from more of a wealthy family and so her parents are very like hoity-toity uh-huh sure um her dad like works all the time and she never sees him and her mom is just kind of like country club awful i (laughs) love that description (laughs) country Country club club awful awful. (laughs) and then um Blake's parents, her mom is basically a single mom. Like, she was born out of wedlock. Her dad isn't around very much. When he does come around, she loves having him around. Like, she loves her dad, but he's just not around much. So her mom's kind of raising her on her own. Um, so the two of them, again, instant best friends. Can I ask how old they are at summer camp? I think they're, like, 12 or 13. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, um... They're hanging out, they're doing the summer camp thing, and then Kat gets a phone call. Her dad is coming pick her up early because her grandfather has passed away. okay. And Blake is just really upset. She doesn't know how to comfort her friend, Um, and Kat's dad pulls up in the car, and they both go outside to meet him, and it turns out that Kat's dad is Blake's dad.
0: Yikes. Yeah yikes
1: yeah and so but obviously neither of them knows this and cat like goes to get in her dad's car and blake's like dad what are you doing here and he is like we don't know each other we're done (gasps) wait what yep oh that's that's horrible what well he doesn't want his second life to be known
0: but now his, his other daughter, do- they both. Now but his not- legitimate so, daughter knows. So at that point, why wouldn't you man up and just be like, like, cause what are you going to do?
1: Yep. Well, he doesn't. Okay.
0: okay. And. Oh, what Kat,
1: a horrible man. Cat has to keep this secret from her mom. She doesn't have to, but she chooses to. She's okay. like, I don't want my family to implode from this. So she keeps it a secret from her family.
0: Does she stop talking to Blake? Cat
1: and Blake don't talk to each other anymore yeah, they quit talking
0: because oh, I feel they, so bo- for... they both feel betrayed. Sure, and okay, yeah, okay. so parent trap, but a slightly different sort of, yeah. So not twins. <laughs> not, not twins. No. So
1: fifteen years later, their dad passes away. They haven't spoken. Blake hasn't spoken to their dad. Cat has a terrible relationship with her dad. He passes away. In his will, he leaves their family beach house to both of the sisters. Blake's never been there because she was never a part of that family. And Kat, this is like her childhood second home. Like she's always loved going there. She has so many great memories of it. And now her dad leaves it to both of them. And like what?
0: So has the mother, the Country club, terrible mother found out.
1: That's part of the story that I don't want to. Country club,
0: awful. What was Con- I
1: think it? I said country club, awful.
0: <laughs>
1: I say that like my family is a of
0: <laughs> country club. There's, but, there's but different this, degrees. I know what you're saying. But this you're lady... saying like movie quality. Awful. Yes, yes.
1: So, anyway, um, so. They, you know, the reading of the will, and they're like, are you are you kidding me? Like, we have to speak to each other and come to a conclusion about what to do with this house. So, Blake is a live-in nanny for this family. She doesn't make a ton of money. She's like, I want to sell this house. I want to sell it and move on. Kat, meanwhile, wants to keep it because she, her childhood was there. So, Blake's family that she's a nanny for is living in Paris for like 2 months for the summer. She's just keeping the dog while they're gone basically. So she packs up the dog and drives down to Destin where the beach house is, and she's going to go check out this thing for herself, see if she can sell it even though she needs cat to sign off on it. She's like, "I'm ready to get this process started." So she goes down. The beach house is completely dilapid- dilapidated she thinks she's gonna get down there and it's gonna be this fancy beautiful beach house and she's gonna be like yeah we're getting millions of dollars for this nope all of the houses around it are beautiful and pristine and theirs is all like old and rundown okay then cat gets there and <laughs> blake is like meeting with a real estate agent like ready to sell it and cat's like excuse me no, you are not. This is my home. Cat is an influencer. okay, so that is her job. That is her life that should give you some idea of her personality. Sure. um, not to say anything bad against influencers yeah. in general, but she's the kind that's like entitled and mm-hmm. you know so influencer awful. <laughs> she's influencer awful <laughs> <laughs> um. So the two of them have to come up with a plan, and they both have to agree to it because the house is equally theirs. So they agree to renovate it. Blake has some experience with renovations. Her grandfather um, did that for a living, so and she helped him out before, so she has some experience in that arena. She's like, fine, you know what? I can renovate this house. If we renovate it, we can sell it for a lot more. Let's do that. And Kat's like, I don't know about that. The selling part but I'm good with the renovating part but I don't do that um but maybe I can get some of my sponsors to like paper stuff and you know whatever so they agree to renovate it kind of together they're each living in the house like one week at a time mm. they don't stay there together okay they don't like want to be involved with each other okay as, as little as possible okay so like when cat's there um, Blake goes and stays at Kat's friend's house and, like, takes care of the house for them for oh. money. So they have this, like, situation worked out where they don't need to see each other. So they're renovating the house. Meanwhile, they both have kind of love interests along the way. Separate. Separate. Yes. <laughs> they, they're, luckily.
0: Okay. They not are, a triangle. They're
1: not, um, interested in the same man. Um mostly. There's a little hiccup along the way, but I won't go too much into that. Okay. Um, So that's the basic premise of the book. I'm not going to go into too many details because it was so fun. To it read. sounds really
0: fun. Like I'm enthralled. Like I want to read it.
1: Yes. And it a perfect summer read. So yeah. get it in now. Um, What I loved was that it was mostly about the sisters and their relationship and them coming to terms with who they are and the fact that they are sisters and things like that and kind of rekindling a friendship together and things like that. Yes, there was romance as a part of it, but that wasn't the core of the story. And Mm -hmm. so I really loved um, the sisterly, like reading about the sisterly bond. It was also fun because it takes place in Destin, Florida. And like, we've been to Destin. And, um, you know, some of the some of the places that they talk about are like are chains throughout, you know, the panhandle, and so they're like talking about going to the crab trap for dinner. And it's right. like we we go to the crab trap in in Pretty key right. so It was like fun to read it from that perspective too. But
0: yeah, that yeah. sounds like a great read. Um, a great beach read.
1: It was. It was really, really just cute, and and it was
0: kind of it was like uplit, I guess. You mm-hmm. know. So. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Ooh, I'm putting it on my list. Yes. Um. Okay. Well, I'll just go straight into mine. Yes. Tell me about it. Um. It's called The Husbands by Chandler Baker.
1: Wait. Okay. Chan- it came thriller? out in
0: 2021. Thriller? Kind of. Yeah. Oh, she wrote The Whisper Network? I don't know. I think. Okay. This is the first book I've read by her. Okay.
1: I could be wrong on
0: that, but Um. I'll put it in show notes. Yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Um, so Nora Spangler is a successful attorney. Um, she lives with her husband, Hayden. They have a little girl named Liv and she's actually pregnant with their second child. And life is just kind of overwhelming at the moment. She's trying to make partner. Um, she just has a lot going on and she's kind of in that, um, world career situation where they don't care that she's a mother and a wife and that she has all these domestic no, roles. out of
1: law all the time. Right. And if, you want, your career, if you want to be
0: a partner and you want to, you know, continue on in this career and be someone. Um, you have a, to put in 120 hours a week. Correct. <laughs> and so there's a little bit of she's just exhausted and she feels like you know, her husband also has a job and he also works really hard and she loves him very much, but why does she always feel like she just puts in more and she works harder and she just gets things done and she doesn't need to ask him for, you know, where is this or how do I do this? Like she just does it because she's a mom. Yep. So, um, the, I think the, um, I don't know, this is kind of listed in in some of the summary notes of uh, what lengths will a woman go to uh, for a little more help from her husband?
1: Okay, this is actually a theme of a book that I just finished that I'm not going to talk about on um, the podcast, but it was called Like a House on Fire. Okay. And it was narrated by Marin Ireland. Okay. It's one of my Mm -hmm. favorites. But anyway, a lot of the book was like her being like, husband, why can't you just be better? <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's how this is. And, you know, they talk a lot about um – that he will bring up, you know, in, in my, in my father's day and his generation, you know, you're so lucky that now men help out and like <laughs> the husbands help out. And before, like my dad didn't do anything. And, and then she in her head is like, right, but your mom also didn't work. And she was able to devote hundred percent of her time. And like, things are different now. We're expected as women to be career driven and, to also have this whole separate job and to just, men are as well, but there's just a, something different with being a mother. Is that unpaid work. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, th- things are fine, but she's starting to resent him a little bit here and there, and um, there's just a little, little bit of um, frustration going on, and, and because she's exhausted and she's trying to um, further her career, she's pregnant, she's dealing with Liv, um a lot of times he seems to not fully understand what her day to day is like and he um she she doesn't want him to help her. She wants him to know what to do. Yeah, just do it. And just do it like she does. Yeah. Um and that just doesn't seem to be um, you know, he's not gonna do that. <laughs> So they are currently um, house hunting for a new home prior to the second baby being born because their home, they're just outgrown it and she's, she, she, just, she needs to make sure that she's in a different location before the baby is born and that the house is larger and she wants to have some peace and she wants to do it ahead of time. She doesn't want to wait till the last minute and then she's even more stressed out being crazy pregnant and they don't have a home. But they're having trouble finding a home that they agree on. So they, she finds a planned community. It's very idyllic, very um, posh neighborhood, and it's um, it's called Dynasty Ranch. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the interesting <laughs> thing about Dynasty Ranch is that um, it the residents are a bunch of uh, driven career women. Is this a cult? I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Um, They have jobs such as uh, tech CEO, neurosurgeon, award-winning therapist, best-selling author. Wow. And their husbands are super supportive of their careers. And by supportive, I mean that they take on the gender role of um, domestic help. Okay. Okay. So she, um, meets with the real, they both meet with a real estate agent. Um, they have a dedicated real estate agent in Dynasty Ranch that you speak with and, um, they meet her and they meet some of the other women in the neighborhood and they have a vetting process and it's in the, um, contract that the HOA has the final say if you can, put an offer in on a home. Okay. In their community. Like, they want to make sure that whoever, whatever family is moving in, that it fits within their their goals and that, um, you know, it's a good fit because they are community and they do a lot of things together and they're all friends and they don't just want anyone moving into the neighborhood.
1: Part of me is like, wow, <laughs> Why can't we have communities where everybody's exactly the same? And then mm-hmm. I'm immediately like, you idiot. Like, what a terrible world that would be. We need more right, than wait. just ourselves in our lives. Anyway, sorry. So
0: so they meet. Nora loves the home that's available. Um... Hayden, not so sure because he's like, I don't know. This place just seems a little strange, like. A little cultish. Yeah. And so he's not on board at first and she's, you know, just ready. And this is the only home that she's found that she loves. And so she just wants him to be on board and like just meet her halfway Just come on, like, what, what, it checks all of our boxes. What do you not like about it? And he really can't tell her exactly what he doesn't like. He's just like, I think we should just keep looking. And she's exhausted. I don't want to look anymore. This is our home. I, I love it. Like I, I she also wants the companionship of other women. And when she meets some of the other women and sees how career driven they are, but they're also mothers and that their husbands are also like they're all a team and they're all supporting each other. And she's like, This is great. Like I would love to hang out with these women, you know, and, and this be my community of of people. And they all seem to help each other with their kids. It just seems like a really great situation for her. Sounds and they all like it. understand what she's going through as well with having high you know powerful jobs and and having a lot of responsibility um so they actually when when they drive into the neighborhood into Dynasty Ranch um there is a home that was like it was caught on fire uh-oh and so when they meet with the real estate agent they ask you know when we drove in we saw that um that house like was burned, like, pretty, pretty badly. And, you know, she's like, yes, um, there was a house fire. We're still trying to figure out, like, what happened, like, if it was the wiring or if, like, something happened. And um, uh, Penny, who was the homeowner, her husband died in the fire. Uh-oh. And um, she is an award-winning, best-selling author. And um, they kind of start talking a little bit about it, and then – One day after she's already like met with the real estate agent, she's on board. She's trying to get Hayden on board. She gets a call from one of the ladies that she met at the, um, one of the ladies that lives in the neighborhood, not the real estate agent. Right. And she calls her and basically says, look, um, it was really great meeting you the other day. And, um, we know that you're a, a lawyer. I've looked into you. I hope that's not weird, but you seem like a fantastic lawyer. You're, you're top of your class. Like you have great. You know, like, your firm is fantastic. You're at the top of your firm. Um, We are trying to help Penny with a wrongful death lawsuit. And we want to know if you would be interested in helping her um, because we just really felt comfortable with you and we think that Penny would feel comfortable with you too. And this is a really hard time for her. So at first she's like, this is not good. I don't want to be in the middle of this. I'm trying to go in, get into this neighborhood. I'm going through the vetting process with the HOA right now you know I th- feel like this is a conflict of interest so she initially says no and you know the lady says just think about it a little bit longer you know maybe you can just meet penny because you didn't get to meet her the other day and and see how things go maybe we'll just you'll just talk to her and kind of get her story so that you see if you feel comfortable meeting with her so she's automatically in her head like I'm not doing this. Like this seems too close, like for comfort. But I'm guessing she can't get the house if she doesn't do it. Well, she's she's thinking to herself, is this gonna hurt my chances? Yeah. Like are they gonna be like, I, no, you know? And and they told her no, you know. There's no pressure. We just thought, you know, we liked you, and we think that um, we know Penny is very fragile right now and has a lot going on, and um, we just think that you you would y'all would hit it off and she would feel very comfortable with you um and she decides that she's not going to do it but then there's a little hiccup at work and she's called into her office with her two managing partners a woman and a man and they pretty much tell her you know in the last year so in in the last few years you haven't put in the billable hours that are standard for someone who's going to make partner.
1: Oh, those billable hours.
0: There is a, um, an accident that happened with her daughter when she was younger. I think her daughter's about four now and this accident happened at 18 months and you don't really understand what happened and they don't they just kind of like allude to that she has like a scar on her face and they don't go into it, but you can tell that it's tension between her and her husband. So I don't know, For you're like, I don't know what happened, but there's something that happened and you can tell it gives um, Nora a lot of anxiety and she can't talk about it. And um, it's it keeps getting brought up here and there without being explained. And so they bring it up in the meeting. Like, and, you know, that year when Liv had her accident and you didn't, um, you know, your hours were in, she was like, well, my, my child was in, in oh a serious accident. God. And they were like, no, we know. But, you know, that doesn't change the fact that you still didn't have the billable hours and other and other um, attorneys did. And so, you know, we're just trying to, you're trying to weigh that up and they don't know that she's pregnant. Oh. So she's like, oh my gosh, this is really you know too much I've I've given so much to this company to you know to this firm and so she on a whim says I I have a client because they told her she also doesn't have her own clients and it's just the firm giving her clients and she hasn't gone out and gotten any business Uh. and so in the moment she says I actually have a case that has come that you know I've, I've involved in they've asked me to help and she kind of relays the wrongful death suit in this posh neighborhood and the um the lady who's the partner is like yes that sounds perfect well the guy is like oh I'm not sure about this because he likes that Nora does all of his grunt work for him of course and um so they're like yes pursue that that sounds great like this is exactly what we need this is what you need so she tells them yes So she starts. They start going to a few um, dinner parties. The husband thinks that the husbands are strange. He's like, "This is weird." Like, and there is a um, a phrase that keeps coming up out of all of the men's mouths. And they all. And when they're asked, like, "Gosh, you're really like, you're helping out. You pick up the kids. You do the grocery shopping. You pick up, like, you're doing all the laundry." And all the men say, "You know, my wife, she works so hard." And it's just this theme of, like, over and over again, that seems to be the um, phrase that keeps coming out of everyone's mouth in that neighborhood, all the men. Like, she works so hard. This is the least I could do. She works so hard. So, basically, you kind of know what's going on here from the beginning, that things are off. Something's clearly
1: off. Can I put in my Mm guess right now? Sure. I think the tech CEO created uh, some sort of technology that makes the men – Uh, Just like follow
0: orders like the Stepford Wives. Interesting theory. Yep. That's my theory. So you'll have to read this book (laughs) if this interests you to find out what happens. Um, But I will tell you the last part of this puzzle is that as the case starts to unravel with the wrongful death suit, Nora starts to think that maybe this wasn't an accident. Yeah. I kind of figured
1: that. Yeah. Hmm. So that's where we are. Okay. This does sound interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah it 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 does you do start to be like okay i get where this is going but you don't know all the twists and turns
1: yeah like obviously we know something's wrong but i want to know how, i guess like i want to know how it's happening you know mm-hmm. how how they're managing this little world of theirs right Hmm. interesting well 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 have to go check this one out yeah it's good husbands right the husbands. The husbands. Yes. Got and, it.
0: and the cover has um, fire on it.
1: Ooh. It's re- really, really weird. Sometimes I'll notice, like from book to book of what I'm reading, there will be random themes or like just little things that happen to be the same from book to book. And it's just completely random. And I'm like, why did this character in this book have a grandfather named? bob and then in the next book she also has a grandfather named bob it could be something as small as that mm-hmm. or like something as big as a you know a theme throughout the book or whatever yeah. and so the book that you're talking about is so very incredibly different from like a house on fire that okay. i just finished right. but there's, there's a themes. lot of strange similarities yeah.
0: And out of all the books in all the world, you happen to land on my list. Exactly. Yeah. So strange. Yeah, it is strange. But that does happen all the time.
1: No, I know. And one time I started like a running list in, in my notes app of like this book had this, which was the same as this book. And then that had this and the next book had. So it's just, it's so weird how that happens. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, cool. Yeah. Okay, I'm really enjoying this
0: tea. I really like it.
1: Okay, good.
0: And I, I told Jamie, because we've both been super under the weather, and I, we came in with such low energy, <laughs> and she said, what kind of tea do you want? And I said, one, I listed all the things I didn't want. <laughs> Don't leave <move> that out. In <laughs> my one no description. No chocolate, no
1: chocolate, no fruit. No <laughs>
0: my one description was something soothing. And this is that.
1: It really is. It smells delightful and it tastes. Yeah, it's something lovely. soothing, something smooth. This is the warm bread pudding black tea from the Spice and Tea Exchange. Um, here's what the package says the tasting notes. Here are the tasting notes. Reminiscent of the iconic dessert, this rich and comforting black tea blend. Deser- de- deserves delivers fresh baked aromas of warming cinnamon and brown sugar with notes of lemon Lemonin, lemonin? <laughs> I can't talk. Lemonin <laughs> with notes of lemon and vanilla. Cozy up with a full flavored cup. Um, you know the funny thing is, it does have a cinnamon flavor to it, which I normally don't like in a tea, but it's so subtle, it's so subtle that it just I'm totally fine with it it's just
0: lovely it really is i mean if if i could have said any other word there's nothing else that i could have said that you could have picked a better t based on my two descriptive words <laughs> smooth and, and soothing. soothing
1: yep and this is it so to this, this is the one. to a t <laughs> this, <laughs> this
0: is the one guys
1: this is highly, highly recommend. Ten out of ten would I, recommend. Yes, I will be buying more of this. What are the next ingredients? Good question. The ingredients are black tea, amber rock sugar, cinnamon, lemon peel, and natural and artificial vanilla flavor. I'm really getting that amber rock sugar. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, that wasn't originally said in the description, but I was thinking to myself,
1: I thought there's gotta be amber rock sugar in here. <laughs> yeah, and it, and there
0: is.: Yeah who? I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm glad they listed it because that would have really bugged me.: I
1: know I would have been like, I really would have thought that amber <laughs> rock sugar. <laughs> yeah
0: mm-hmm. anyways, mm-hmm. So um, you got a Freden for that or a keeping you sane or? No? Would you, no, nothing? Okay, I'll, I'll give you a little little bit of mine. Um, I'm going to say my uh, Freud and Freuda. I don't know if this is specifically. I mean, it is. I'm giving acknowledgement to um, the two women in our lives who help all the time. My mother-in-law and my mother. And this week has been really difficult with Lucia being sick and having COVID and both of us having COVID. Um So my mother-in-law had COVID originally, and that's how we – she unfortunately got it. It happens. She doesn't know how she got it. This is the first time she's ever gotten it. It's the first time my father-in-law's ever gotten it. It's the first time Michael's ever gotten it Um, and Lucia. Um, So my mom had already been around her, so we had all four been exposed already. And so they came over and stayed with us um, on separate nights. Two of those nights, my mom – literally held Lucia in her arms and rocked her to sleep the whole, like almost the whole night and just kept getting up with her because she wasn't as sick as we were. And currently mom said that she has tested twice and she's still negative. So I don't know how. That's
1: been happening a lot with the latest strain. Okay. The tests aren't picking it up
0: okay because she's sick like she has symptoms but her doctor is like you just have a sinus infection and it could be it could be but we don't know how because lucia was in her face for two nights yeah um and then my mother-in-law came the other nights and also held her and rocked Mm. her to sleep because you know when you're feeling and you don't know what's going on you're seven months old you've never been sick like that no poor baby and she was um TMI, like projectile vomiting oh at first, And you could tell she would do it and be like.
1: Huh, that's huh, going to be huh. our episode title. Projectile. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> um, and she had like 103.5 fever at one oh, point. And scary. so we were packing that, to go to yeah, the emergency room. We scary. were really freaked out. So it was just really high stress. So when you're both not feeling well too, it's just a lot. Yeah. Um. So if we hadn't had them come over and us be able to actually sleep through the night, It would have been a much worse situation. It really would have. So so um, very thankful for them. That's what kept me sane. And also, like, I don't know. That's not really a for you. Well, it is
1: because, like, it's awesome that you have help like that. Right. And I celebrate that you have that. (sighs) Thank you. Um, I do have a keeping me sane. I lied. My keeping me sane is the fact that I have a doctor's appointment on Tuesday to figure out what is actually wrong with me. So, um, yeah, I've been having some strange. symptoms that my primary care physician keeps telling me are not anything and i said you know what i disagree i'm going to see another doctor so um I'm,
0: and you know you have to take your intuition about your body and how you're feeling to heart because and you no one else to, can feel it but you and you have to advocate for yourself yes. like
1: that is something that i've learned throughout the years, I, this is not the first time this has happened where I've had something wrong with me and the doctors told me it was nothing. And I kept advocating for myself and they found something wrong. So you have to be your own advocate when it comes to your healthcare. And even though it's hard for me to do that, like I keep wanting to just be like, okay, fine. It's fine then. Um, I had to speak up for myself and just say, no, I'm, I'm going to see a gastroenterologist. We're going to get to the bottom of this. So
0: so I hope that it's nothing serious, but I hope that you find something that's easily treatable yes. so that you have the comfort of knowing like, no, my body is telling me something's wrong. There was something wrong and now I'm doing something about it. Yes.
1: Thank you. I just want answers, yes. whatever they are, just knowing what it is will make right. me feel better. Well, so. sending you good vibes thank and you. I would
0: like a full report after. <laughs>
1: yes, ma'am. I'll text you immediately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'll put it on Instagram and I- <laughs> just kidding.
0: Okay. All right. Well, this was delightful.
1: <laughs> it was delightful and soothing and smooth. Thank yes. you.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by
1: subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Pod. Cheers!